Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion. Right now, we're going to be praying in other tongues. I'm going to be praying using the scripture. Timothy. Just quickly open to it right now. First Timothy 2 verse 1. I exhort therefore the first of all applications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. Right now, we're going to be praying, praying specifically for all men or everyone around the world that they come to the knowledge of the truth against breaking the deception that have, you know, been operating since this pandemic. We're going to pray also against the plants of the devil for the vac- fully vaccinated and the, vaccinate and the uh, unvaccinated tribes that is trying to set up in the world that this is not his time and therefore he cannot operate at this time. Let's kindly open our mouth and begin to speak in other tongues. Can you unmute yourself? This is not the time of the devil. This is not the time of the Antichrist. Therefore, we refuse to let him rule. We refuse to let him rule at this time. This is not his time. Kabai 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you, O God. We worship and adore your holy name, O God. Lord, we thank you, O God. Yes, because the deception of God going on around the world proceeds no further. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the deception proceeds no further. In the name of the Lord Jesus, this is the month of truth. Hallelujah. And truth reigns. Hallelujah. Le kasika bayala bashata. Truth reigns. Maseki koborodoko Yes, for we are children of the light. Hallelujah. And truth is all that matters. Therefore, truth reigns. Oh God. Le katonze ziviko fetu zelebiko osoto libra lo shaka baya lava kashiki baya every form. Oh barada bashata kabaya. All plans of God of the enemy of the antichrist spirit. Oh God. Le kushoto koboko shiti. To bring the world into two tribes of the vaccinated and unvaccinated tribes. We put an end to it. We cut it right now. We cut it down. We put an end to it. We refuse. Hallelujah. We refuse in the name of Jesus. Paraka sitting kebala. Lisu frekti zovene kino grondo. Jika baleke zonto kobolo kushata kabaya. O shalebonde kiza parada kabaya. Yes, truth reigns, O God. Your word is truth. Hallelujah. Yes, and we thank you, O God. Life, peace, makabashata kabaya. Nikotombele kida bakasataya. Joy, O God, baraka 
Masakataya. For everyone as they embrace the truth, Masakataya Labashata. Ye kerebo sombre de gebororokoposhitikibaya. Your word is truth. Guide us all into our truth, O God. Oh men, guide them into the truth, O God. Parakasataya. Encounter us with your spirit, O God. Encounter us, O God, with the angels, O God. For salvation that they be no more deceived, O God. Leko Sakabaya. Elebojana man de keze pelegida paradushta. Mando pregibasutukubaya. Yes, truth, truth, truth. Balakabaya prevails on the hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone, depending on what part of the world you are connected right now. You're welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amaka, for the opportunity to lead um, us in prayers this morning. Thank you very much. Right now, we are going into the Rhapsody segment. Over to you, Ma. Thank you, Ma. Thank you so much, Pretty. Good morning, good afternoon, and evening, everyone. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'd like to welcome everyone to our devotion time with the Lord. Yesterday I was listening um, back to Integrity of the Word, part one. And Pastor was sharing how that you can be a Christian for 50 years and not have the word of God work for you. I don't know how many of us have been following the project in message a day, but Pastor talked about the fact that present yourself daily to the word to be built up. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Thank you, Father, for the word. The word that beats us up. The word that strengthens us. The word that helps us. The word that aligns us with your perfect will. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Today is Saturday, sorry, Sunday. And Sunday, the 25th of April. 
And today's devotional title, it says, Laying Hold of Your Inheritance. Laying Hold of Your Inheritance. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Master thought his disciples to pray following the pattern in the scripture above. He didn't say to them, pray this prayer. Rather, he told them to pray after this manner. This was before the completion of the redemptive work. Now that he's made salvation available to all, both the Jews and the non-Jews, we need not pray to God anymore to give us our daily bread because he's already done it. The essence of the scripture above is that it lets us know there's a daily allocation of blessings for us from heaven. The Christian is born with and into a glorious inheritance in Christ. Sadly, a lot of God's children have never laid claim to what rightfully belongs to them. <clears throat> and so there's an accumulation of blessings waiting to be claimed. God's provision for you today isn't like the manna of the Old Testament that the Israelites ate in the wilderness. Though manna came from heaven, the people couldn't keep any leftovers because it would decay by the next day. In this dispensation, however, our leftover allocations remain intact and we can always lay claim to them by our words, by our words, by our words, calling them forth in the name of Jesus. All creation has the capacity to respond to spoken words. This is key to laying hold on your inheritance in Christ. Everything in creation, whether existing in tangible or intangible form, has memory. And so they can all respond to spoken words. So speak the right words always and your life will be full of blessings. Through your words, you can claim all the accumulated blessings already granted you in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that he daily loads us with benefits. Today, just like yesterday and all the previous days of the year gone, of previous years gone, there is an allocation to the child of God. No wonder the Bible says that, I think it's Ephesians 4, 28. say, let him that still, still no more, but let him walk with his hands that he may have to give. He didn't say that he may have to live. God's idea of work wasn't so that we could make money to live. We could make money to sustain our lives. It was so we could make money to give, to be a blessing to the next person 
for the next initiative. There will always be a need in our world. Whether it's a need in God's house, whether it's a need in the lives of others. That's why, like I said the other day, he told Abraham, I would bless you and I will make you a blessing. He said, through you shall all the peoples of the earth, all the nations of the earth be blessed. Today, pastor is reminding us that there's been daily allocation of blessings and that you didn't claim them doesn't mean that they are not there. It's like the money that you deposit into your account on a daily basis that you don't make your withdrawal doesn't mean the money is not yours. The day you wake up and you want to make your withdrawal, you have access to it. Today at the end of this meeting, we would make your withdrawal from all this accumulation of blessings that have been waiting to be claimed. We'll do that at the end of this meeting and that means the rest of the month of April is sweet for us because some of us are about to lay claims to millions, to billions, to cars, to houses, to conglomerates. And we would see them come to pass because God's word has integrity. Is that not what we've been listening to? We've listened to it, right? Integrity of God's word, part one to 12. God's word has integrity. God's word can be depended upon. I can bet my life on the word. You know, earlier of this morning, I was fellowshipping and I was thanking God that he is consistent. I was thanking God that I could bank on his love for me. Even when I have messed up. I could bank on his genuine care for me, even when others don't care. And I was thanking God that it is so comforting and encouraging to know that at any point in time, God has got my back. See, this is the basis of Christianity. This is, this is because the one who gave us salvation the one who gave us this life, if he could be, if his character could be questioned, if, if trust in God could, could, be, could be unwavering, you, you know, could, could waver, let me put it that way, could flinch, if through the scriptures we have seen God as one who abandons his people, because we saw as we read through the Old Testament from the time of the Exodus till now that they've gotten into Canaan land, we saw the children of Israel stubborn. We saw them violent. 
We saw them disobedient. We saw them display annoying characteristics to a God who has done so much for them. Yet we saw a God who was faithful even in their unfaithfulness. We saw a God who changed not. We saw a God who is constant, consistent, persistent. I remember emphasizing that continuously as we read when we started out. I say here, look at, look at the faithfulness of God here. Look again here. Look at the commitment of God to his people. And this was before Christ came. Now Christ has come, Christ has died, Christ was buried, Christ has resurrected, Christ has ascended, presented his blood at the mercy seat, paid for the sins of all men. Christ has been glorified. And throughout this whole journey, we were there in him. The God that we are dealing with can be trusted. Sister Debbie, God can be trusted to keep his word. He's faithful throughout all generation. He can be trusted. Brother Val, he can be trusted. There's somebody here, you are connected not because you used to be connected to this devotion, but you happen to be with a friend at the moment and you can hear me because you are listening to this devotion. God can be trusted. You're actually with your friend because things haven't been going well and you needed to talk to somebody. God can be trusted. The word of God has integrity. People come and go. People are loyal today and may not be loyal tomorrow. God is not like man. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. God will not do that thing that will make him say, I am sorry. Don't you get it? He doesn't make mistakes. He's not going to make a mistake with your life. Your being on earth is not a mistake. Irrespective of what you've been through, irrespective of the challenges, Oh, your parents were not together. Your parents, this thing happened, this thing happened growing up. It's not your fault. This happened, that happened. And it's just been a series of, of, of events that you did not anticipate for, that you did not bargain for, that you did not plan for in life. But I tell you that God can be trusted. God can be trusted. You can throw your all because you're wondering if I throw my all into the toy, if I throw my all, you know, into this God, will he hold me? Can he hold me? Does he know me? He made you, he, know you, he knows you so much. He knows you. The thing about God is that God knows, knows us more than we know ourselves. God can be trusted. If you missed the series on integrity of God's word, please go back to the Telegram group and go download all the 12 parts and listen again and again. 
when you listen to part one alone, there is a rest assurance that comes into your spirit. There is a confident assurance that God can be trusted and he knows what to do with your life. The day you wake up to take advantage of the word of God, God was just waiting for you because he's ever ready, more than ready to turn your life around. So I commit you to God and to his word, which is able to build you up. The word is able to build you up. You just present yourself to the word on a daily basis. It is able to build you up. Why do we have testimonies from this devotional on a daily basis? Because the word is able to build us up. And that's what's happening on a daily basis. So at the end of today's session, we are going to lay claims on all accumulation of daily benefits that are rightfully your ours. Praise the Lord. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy for the further study and the Rhapsody Confession. God bless you, everyone. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you so much, Ma. God can be trusted. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on what part of the world you're connecting from. I'm going to be taking the further study. We are reading from 1 Corinthians 3, 21 to 22. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come. All are yours. Hallelujah. Psalms 2 verse 8, ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thy inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. And finally, Acts 20, 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. So we're going to be taking the confession together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Praise God. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads me with benefits. Even the God of my salvation. Right now, I draw from my heavenly account with my faith-filled affirmations my confession of the world. I walk in the realms of superabundance and I take advantage of the allocation from heaven for me today. I have supernatural supply. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to um, handle this segment and right now i'd like to hand over to i'd like to hand over to the next person that will be taking us through the new testament reading of the one-year bible plan thank you so much everyone for your time have a beautiful sunday ahead Okay, so um, Brother John, over to you. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. God bless you. Okay, thank you very much. 
trying to get the <laughs> the New Testament. So, yeah. One minute, please. We're reading the book of Luke, chapter 21, from verse 5 to 38. Okay. Let me share my screen. Oh, someone is sharing it already. So um, thank you very much man, for this opportunity. The caption, watch out for doomsday deceivers. One day, people were standing around talking about the temple, remarking how beautiful it was, the splendor of its stonework and memorial gifts. Jesus said, all this you are admiring so much, time is coming when every stone in, this, in that building will end up in a heap of rubble. They asked him, teacher, when is this going to happen? What clue do we get that it's about to take place? He said, watch out for the doomsday deceivers. Many leaders are going to show up with forged identities, claiming I am the one, or this is the, the end is near. Don't fall for any of that. When you hear of wars and uprisings, keep your head and don't panic. This is routine history and no sign of the end. He went on. Nation will, will fight nations and ruler fights will over and over. Huge earthquakes will occur in various places. There will be famines. You will think at times that this, the very sky is falling. But before any of this happens, they will arrest you, hunt you down and drag you to court and jail. It will go from bad to worse. Dog eats dog. Everyone at your throat because you carry my name. You will end up on the witness stand, called to testify. Make up your mind right now, not to worry about it. I'll give you the words and wisdom that will reduce all your accusers to stammers and stutters. Verse 16, you will even be turned in by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends. Some of you will be killed. There's no telling who will hate you because of me. Even so, every detail of your body and soul, even the hairs of your head, is in my care. Nothing of you will be lost. Staying with it, that is what is required. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry. You will be saved. Caption, the day of reckoning. When you see soldiers camped all around Jerusalem, then you will know that she is about to be devastated. If you are living in Judea at the time, run for the hills. If you're in the city, get out quickly. If you're out in the fields, don't go home to get your coat. This is the day of reckoning. Everything written about it will come to a head. Pregnant and nursing mothers will have it especially hard. Incredible misery, torrential rage, people dropping like flies, people dragged off to prisons. Jerusalem under the boot of barbarians until the nations finish what was given them to do. It will seem like all hell has broken loose. 
son, moon, earth, stars, earth, sea, in an uproar, and everyone all over the world in a panic. The wind knocked out of them by the threat, threat of doom, the powers that be quick. And then, then, they will see the Son of Man welcomed in grand style. A glorious work. When all this starts to happen, hop on your feet. Stand tall with your heads high. Help is on the way. Glory to God. He told them a story. Look at a fig tree. Any tree, for that matter, when the leaves begin to show, one, looks, one look tells you that summer is right around the corner. The same here. When you see these things happen, you know God's kingdom is about here. Don't brush it off. Don't brush this off. I'm not just saying this for some future generation, but for this one too, these things will happen. Sky and earth will wear out. My words won't wear out. But be on guard. Be on your guard. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation get dull by parties and drinking and shopping. Otherwise, that day is going to take you by complete surprise. Spring on you suddenly like a trap. But it is going to come on everyone, everywhere at once. So whatever you do, don't fall asleep at the wheel. Pray constantly that you will have the strength and wits to make it through everything that is coming and end up on your feet for the Son of Man. He spent his, he spent his days in the temple teaching, but his nights out on the mountain called olives. All the people were up at the crack of dawn, to come to the temple and listen to him. Praise be unto God. If you've been following Pastor through the Your Love Word series, I'm sure that these verses of scripture resonates with your spirit. Praise God. So we now move to the Old Testament, reading the book of 1 Samuel 23 to 25. share my screen. Okay. Caption, living in deserts, in desert hideouts. <clears throat> it was reported to David that the Philistines were raiding Kayla and looting the grain. David went in prayer to God. Should I go after these Philistines and teach them a lesson? <laughs> Such confidence. God said, go attack the Philistines and save Keilah. But David's men said, we live in fear of our lives right here in Judah. How can you think of going to Keilah in the thick of the Philistines? So David went back to God in prayer. God said, get going, head for Keilah. I'm placing the Philistines in your hands. David and his men went to Keilah and fought the Philistines. He scattered their cattle beat them decisively and saved the people of Keilah. After Abiathar took refuge with David, he joined David in the raid on Keilah, bringing the effort with him. Saul learned that David had gone to Keilah and thought immediately, good, God has handed him over, handed it to me on a platter. He's in a walled city with locked gates trapped. Saul mustered his troops for battle and set out for Keilah to lay siege to David and his men. But David 
got wind of Saul's strategy to destroy him and said to Abiathar the priest, get the effort. And David prayed to God, God of Israel, I've just heard that Saul's plans to come to kill and destroy the city because of you. Will the city, will the city fathers of Kila turn me over to him? Will Saul come down and do what I've heard? Oh God of, God of Israel, tell me. God replied, he's coming down. And will the headmen of Kila turn me and my men over to Saul? And God said, they will turn you over. <laughs> so David and his men got out of there. There were about 600 of them. They left Kila and kept moving, going here, there, wherever, always on the move. When Saul was told that David had escaped from Kila, he called off the raid. David continued to live in deserts, hideouts, and the back country wilderness. He used of Ziph. Saul was out looking for him day after day. But God never turned David over to him. David kept out on the way in the wilderness of Ziph, secluded at Horesh, since it was a plain that Saul was determined to hunt him down. Since it was plain that Saul was determined to hunt him down. Verse 16, Jonathan, Saul's son, visited David at Horesh and encouraged him in God. He said, don't despair. My father Saul can't lay a hand on you. You will be Israel's king and I'll be right at your side to help. And my father knows it. Then the two of them made a covenant with God. David stayed at Horish and Jonathan went home. Some Ziphites went to Saul at Gibeah and said, Did you know that David is hiding out near us in the caves and canyons of Horish? Right now he's at Hakila Hill, just south of Jeshiba. So whenever you are ready to come down, we'll count it an honor to hand him over to the king. Hmm. <laughs> oh dear, dear. Verse 21, Saul said, God bless you for thinking about me. Now go back and check everything out. Learn his routines. Observe his movements. Where he goes. Who is with? He's very shrewd, you know. Scout all his hiding places. Then meet me at Necco and I'll go with you. If he's anywhere to be found in all the thousands of Judah, I'll track him down. So the Ziphites set out on their re reconnaissance, oh, reconnaissance, reconnaissance for Saul. Meanwhile, David and his men were in the wilderness of Moan, Maon, in the desert south of Jeshua. Saul and his men arrived and began their search. <clears throat> when David heard of it, he went south to Rock Mountain, camping out in the wilderness of Maon. Saul heard where he was and set off for the wilderness of Maon in pursuit. Saul was on one side of the mountain, David and his men on the other. David was, was in full retreat, running, with Saul and his men closing in, about to get him. Just then, a messenger came to Saul and said, Hurry, come back. The Philistines have just attacked the country. So Saul called off his pursuit of David and went back to deal with the Philistines. That's how that place got the name Narrow Escape. David left there and camped out in the caves and canyons of Engedi. Praise God. I was just thinking in my, in my mind that David was just being a man of God. Because if God had given him an order, say, face this sword, he would deal with him. <laughs> but he just would not. He was just retreating out of honor for the anointing. <laughs> Praise God. Chapter 24, 
<coughs> a caption, I'm no rebel. When Saul came back after dealing with the Philistines, he was told, David is now in the wilderness of Engedi. Who are these gossips? <laughs> oh dear Jesus. Saul took three companies, the best he could find in all Israel, and set out in search of David and his men in the region of wild goats brooks. He came to some sheep pens along the road. There was a cave there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were huddled far back in the same cave. David's men whispered to him, Can you believe it? This is the day God was talking about when he said, I will put your enemy in your hands. You can do whatever you want with him. Quiet as a cat. David crept up and cut off a piece of Saul's royal robe. Immediately, he felt guilty. He said to his men, God forbid that I should have done this to my master, God's anointed, that I should so much as raise a finger against him. He is God's anointed. Oh, David held his men in check with these words and wouldn't let them pounce on Saul. Saul got up, left the cave, and went on down the road. Then David stood at the mouth of the cave and called to Saul, My master, my king. Saul looked back. David fell on his knees and bowed in reverence. He called, Why do you listen to those who say David is out to get you? This very day, with your very own eyes, you have seen that just now in the cave, God put you in my hands. My men wanted me to kill you, but I wouldn't do it. I told them that I wouldn't lift a finger against my master. He is God's anointed. Oh, my father, look at this. Look at this piece that I cut from your robe. I could have caught you, killed you, but I didn't. Look at the evidence. I'm not against you. I'm no rebel. I haven't sinned against you. And yet you are hunting me down to kill me. Let's decide which of us is in the right. God may avenge me, but it is, it is in his hands, not mine. An old proverb says, evil deeds come from evil people. So be assured that my hand won't touch you. What does the king of Israel think he's doing? Who do you think you're chasing? A dead dog? A flea? God is our judge. He will decide who is right. Oh, that he would look down right now, decide right now, and set me free of evil. When David had finished saying all this, Saul said, can this be the voice of my son David? And he wept in loud sobs. You are the one in the right, not me, he continued. You have heaped good on me. I've done evil on you, and now you have done it again. Treated me generously. God put me in your hands, and you didn't kill me. Why? When a man meets his enemy, does he send him down the road with a blessing? May God give you a bonus of blessings for what you have done for me today. I know now, beyond doubt, that you will rule as king. The kingdom of Israel is already in your grasps. Now promise me, under God, that you will not kill off my family or wipe my name off the books. David promised Saul. Then Saul went home, and David and his men went up to their wilderness refuge. <laughs> David still didn't go back home with him. <laughs> Praise God. Chapter 25. The caption, to fight God's battles. Samuel died. The whole country came to his funeral. Everyone grieved over his death. And he was buried in his hometown of Ramah. 
Meanwhile, David moved again, this time to the wilderness of Maon. There was a certain man in Maon who carried on his business in the region of Carmel. He was very prosperous. 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. And it was sheep sharing time in Carmel. The man's name was Nabal, also known as Fu, a Kedavite. And his wife's name was Abigail. The woman was intelligent and good looking. The man brutish and mean. David out in the back country heard that Nabal was sharing his sheep and sent 10 of his young men up with these instructions. Go to Carmel and approach Nabal. Greet him in my name. Peace, life and peace to you. Peace to your household. Peace to everyone here. I heard that it is sheep sharing time. Here's the point. When your shepherds were camped near us, we didn't take advantage of them. They didn't lose a thing all the time they were with us in Carmel. Ask your young men. They will tell you. What I'm asking is that you be generous with my men. Share the feast. Give whatever your heart tells you to your servants and to me, David, your son. David's young men went and delivered his message, word for word, to Nabal. Nabal tore into them. Who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? The country is full of runaway servants these days. You think I'm going to take good bread and wine and meat freshly butchered for my sheep shearers and give it to men I've never laid eyes on? Who knows where they've come from? David's men got out of there and went back and told David what he had said. David said, strap on your swords. They all strapped on their swords, David and his men, and set out 400 of them. 200 stayed behind to guard the camp. <laughs> Meanwhile, one of the young shepherds told Abigail, Nabas wife, what had happened. David sent messengers from the back country to salute our master. But he tore into them with insults. Yet these men treated us very well. They took nothing from us. And they didn't take advantage of us all the time we were in the fields. They formed a wall around us, protecting us day and night. All the time we were out tending the ship. Do something quickly. Because, this, because big trouble is ahead for our master and all of us. Nobody can talk to him. He's impossible. A real brute. There's a team. Abigail flew into action. She took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep, dressed out and ready for cooking, a bushel of roasted grain, 100 raisin cakes and 200 fig cakes, and she had it all loaded on some donkeys. Then she said to her young servant, go ahead and pave the way for me. I'm right behind you. But she said nothing, she said nothing to her husband, Nabal. As 20, as she was riding her donkey, descending into a ravine, a raven, David and his men were descending from the other end. So they met there on the road. David had just said, that shore was a waste, guarding everything this man had out in the world so that nothing he had was lost. And now he rewards me with insults. He will slap in the face. May God do his worst to me if Nabal and every cow in his misbegotten brood are in dead meat by morning. <laughs> David is angry. <laughs> Verse 23, because of food. <laughs> as soon as Abigail saw David, she got off her donkey and fell on her knees. At his feet, her face to the ground in homage, saying, My master, let me take the blame. Let me speak to you. Listen to what I have to say. Don't dwell on what that brute Nabal did. He asked out the meaning of his name, Nabal. Fool. Foolishness oozes from him. <laughs> I wasn't there when the young man, my master, sent, arrived. 
I didn't see them. And now my master, as God lives and as you live, God has kept you from this avenging mother. And may your enemies, all who seek my master's hand, end up like Naba. Now take these gifts that I, your servant girl, have brought to you to my master and give it to the young men who follow in the steps of my master. Forgive my presumption, but God is at work in my master, developing a rule solid and dependable. A master fights God's battles. As long as you live, no evil will stick to you. If anyone stands in your way, if anyone tries to get you out of the way, know this, your God-honored life is tightly bound. In the bundle of God, protected life. But the lives of your enemies will be hauled aside as a stone is thrown from a sling. When God completes the goodness he has promised my master and sets you up as a prince over Israel, my master will not have his dead weight in his heart, the guilt of an avenging mother. And when God has worked things for good for my master, remember me. Oh, and David said, blessed be God, the God of Israel. He sent you to meet me. And blessed be your good sense. Bless you for keeping me from murder and taking charge of looking out for me. A close call. As God lives, the God of Israel who kept me from hurting you. If you had not come as quickly as you did, stopping me in my tracks by morning, there would have been nothing left of Naba for death. And David accepted the gift she brought him and said, Return home in peace. I've heard what you've said and I will do what you've asked. And Abigail got home. She found Nabal presiding over a huge banquet. He was in high spirits, very, very drunk. So she didn't tell him anything of what she had done until morning. But in the morning, after Nabal had sobered up, she told him the whole story. Right then and there, he had a heart attack and fell into a coma. About 10 days later, God finished him off and he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be God who has stood up for me against Nabal's insults, kept me from an evil act and let Nabal's boomerang back on him. And David sent for Abigail to tell her that he wanted her for his wife. David's servants went to Abigail at Carmel with a message, David sent us to bring you to marry. She got up and they bowed down, face, the ground, face to the ground and saying, I'm a servant, ready to do anything you want. I'll even wash the feet of my master's servants. Abigail didn't linger. She got on her donkey and, with her five maids in attendance, went with the messengers to David and became his wife. David also married Ahinoam of Jezreel. Both women were his wives. Saul had married off David's wife, Michal, to Pauti, son of Laish, who was from Galim. Praise be unto God. Wow. <laughs> Okay, and now I'll over to you, Brother Matt, to take us through the information. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Brother John. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening. I'd like to say a big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for this great opportunity. At this point, we'll be taking our formation. And our formation is on the screen already. You take our formation by starting with your name. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. In this paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. And the top paragraph, uh, you say your name first, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in more judgment. At this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute their mics as we take our permission. Please do unmute your mics at this point. So at the count of three, we are taking our formation. Count 
Okay. Next, I'll make it. So, at the count of three. One, two, three. My name is Martha. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Christ. As of my understanding, I enlighten so that I know that I have a life. So that I know the riches of the So we are heading straight to our communion at this time and our key text is taken from the book of First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. We have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you. At the Lord Jesus, same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. Please do in remembrance of him. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you. For this bread that we break this morning, thank you. For as we break this bread, we declare that eternal life is our present our possession. We have eternal life now. We are who God says we are, bought with a price. We are God's own purchased special person. Thank you, Lord God. It's a, it's a privilege to stand in your presence. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and break this bread. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had soaked, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. But as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, Lord Jesus, till you come in glory. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the cup. 
the, of the everlasting covenant. This cup that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. As we take this cup this day, we declare our oneness with you. We declare that as you are so are we in this world, we declare that our lives are continually hid in you. We give you all the praise, Father. Thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take this cup. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Taligo Praclusion and Dikira Hikipakus and Pretis. Roba Kazija Lamunda Lodrage. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. At this point, I'll hand over to the esteemed Sister Maka to take us through the remaining part of the meeting. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Brother Martins, and thank you, Brother John, <coughs> for the Bible reading. Thank you as well, Sister Joy, for the further study and the Rhapsody prayer. Um, praise God. Um, I did say earlier that we were going to, to be claiming our inheritance. We're going to be claiming our daily loads of benefits. <clears throat> if you read the Rhapsody with us, you remember that um, we are reminded that God daily blesses us with daily loads of benefits. Benefit means that whatever it is that he gives you, it is to your advantage and it blesses you. It adds more to your life. It multiplies. The Bible says the blessings of God make it rich and added no sorrow. And you see, as we lay claims to this um, um, daily benefits, we are also going to, you know, um, whatever it is that is in your life that probably has brought you sorrow, has brought you hurt or pain, you're going to, as you lay claim to that which God gave you, you're going to reject that which God did not give you. This exercise is short. It's just for one minute. And I want you at this time to unmute your mic and say, Father, I receive all my daily loads of benefits that have been accumulated through the months, through the years that I have not claimed. Just voice it. Voice it and prophesy as I <laughs> Hallelujah, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Yes, yes, we lay claims to every load of benefit wherein you have blessed us according to your word on a daily basis since we came to Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare that right now there is a release to this, to this material world of this benefit wherein you have blessed us. Accumulated through the months, through the years, we claim them now in the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare that we enjoy these blessings. We enjoy them. We enjoy your goodness. We enjoy your benefits. 
We enjoy the advantage. We enjoy the grace. We enjoy the abilities. We enjoy all that you gave us, all that you have given us through the months, weeks, the days, the years since we came to Christ. We claim this daily loads of benefit. You call them loads of benefit. That means they are excess on a daily basis. But today we claim them in accumulated form in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you. Because even now, it will be a consistent flow of the miraculous. It will be one testimony after another. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. We celebrate this benefit. We celebrate these blessings. Our time is now. Our season is now. And their father, we reject whatever we may have allowed in our lives that you did not give us. That which our father did not plant is now uprooted by the power of the Holy Ghost. I say by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost. And yes, by the ministry of the angels, these benefits are brought to us. Angels, you said, they are ministering spirit sent forth to be ministers unto those who are heirs of salvation. Therefore, they minister unto us now. They bring the benefits to us. They bring the blessings to our daughters step suddenly miracles suddenly testimonies suddenly suddenly thank you sweet spirit of god and it is so in jesus precious name amen 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 and at this moment i would like us to omit as we share the benediction and ensure that you are in church today the grace of our Lord Jesus Lord Christ, Jesus Christ. The Lord. Lord God, and the Holy Spirit, Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, ma'am. God bless you. I love you, ma'am.